Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Welcome, welcome. You can have a seat this morning. Take your seats. Thank you for joining us here. If you are here in the house, we are glad to see your beautiful faces here today. If you are joining us online, also welcome. Uh, you are also part of our family, so don't feel left out if you are watching us online. We love you and we, we, we see you. We, well, we don't see you, but we see you. Uh, but we are glad that you could be here with us today. Uh, as we get ready to get into the word today, and we have our spe- a special guest speaker this morning. That's not me, so you get a break. Uh, so that's great. Uh, I get a break. <laughs> so, uh, but we are glad to have you again, and we would just want to let you know that uh, we also have our e-groups, uh, which are on Tuesday nights in our annex building, our small group time that we come together and study the word of God, pray together, have fun together. Uh, last week, we watched the Astros game, unfortunately. Unfortunately, they lost that one. Uh, but, you know, we we still were rooting for them. Uh, this week, though, we were, we're going to be here on our annex building, st- uh, back into our Bible study. It's a great time to connect with each other and lift each other up in prayer. So we would hope that you could join us here uh, Tuesday nights at 7.30. If you are here for the first time, watching for the first time online, let us know. We want to connect with you so we can serve you better. And if you're here in person, we have a gift in our lobby afterwards that you can pick up. Uh, If you want to continue to support this ministry and the day-to-day expenses and things that we do here, we ask that you... uh, Give the way you can give is you can give online by going to myemmanuelchurch.com slash give, or you can text the number 84321 with the amount that you want to give. And if you want to give it as tithes or if you want to give it to missions or whatever you might want to do that. However, you might want to give that. And we love you and thank you for the support that you give. Uh, there is there, you know, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you. Um, and we are glad of that. That being said, next week uh, we are going to start a new series called The Lost Art of Gratitude. Uh, Thanksgiving is one of my, uh, most people's favorite, a lot of people's favorite holidays because there's so much food. There's just so much food. And we love to eat, we love to celebrate, and so we're going to be talking about gratitude next month. And I'm excited for that, excited to get into the word that. But today, uh, the month, as we close out the month of October, we have a guest speaker, a friend of mine and my wife's. Uh, her name is Monica Gutierrez. She is going to be a missionary associate to the country of Moldova. And today we're going to be able to hear her heart about that. And she's going to share the word with us as well. And so if you would give a warm welcome to Monica as she joins us here this morning. All right. 
Thank you, Pastor Gabe. It is a joy to be with y'all here this morning. Um, I'm super blessed. I know Satan was trying to attack me this morning, but I got here. I'm in one piece. Um, hello to the online community, Emmanuel Church. Uh, if you could just shoot some little love buttons or whatever that you have on your screen, we'd love, I'd love to connect with you in that way as well. Um, as y'all may know, my name is Monica. Um, let me just tell you what happened this morning. Um, I wasn't sure that my car was going to start. I couldn't find my key. Whole different array of things. No coffee yet. And so I was like, I just need to get into the Starbucks line. That's all I need right now. Uh, and so I found the key. Different little things. Satan was trying to attack me mentally. I said no. Then again, when I arrived here, my shoe decided to uh, unhinge. And so I started limping and walking around and... One of, one of our sisters in Christ here at the church saw me and she said, you know what? I found you a pair. Don't worry about it. And then I couldn't find my cell phone. And so I was like, okay, what's going on today? But let me just say that that God, if, if you are walking with Christ, let me just tell you the community of Christ is big. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and get started again. I love to meet new people. If that's anything that I've enjoyed in this journey, in this season of missions, I love meeting new people, love to talk a lot. Um, just a little bit about who I am. I came from Vive Houston Church that is located on the north side with Pastor George Carballo. And I served as a worship pastor with him for a year and a half. And I'm also a pastor's kid. I'm a PK, fellow PK. So I've known the Garcias for a very long time as well. And it's just a joy to be with them. And um, my dad pastors Camino Nuevo, a New Journey Church in Lamarck, close to Galveston. But I'm going to go ahead and just speak a word of prayer. It has been a fast morning. And I know that God's about to do great things. Amen you just bow your heads. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time that I get to be with Emmanuel Church, Lord Jesus. I thank you for all the things that you have brought together. I thank you for those that are watching online and that are in person. Father God, I just bring a fresh wind of peace, Lord Jesus. I thank you for all that you're doing. I pray that my words would be yours, Father God, and that you would just give open hearts and open minds to share my heart about Moldova. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you're taking notes, I've titled my sermon, What I Know About My God. And the Bible verses that I will be looking through is 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And I'll give you some time to kind of find that. I don't know if we have that on the screen. No, not yet. It's okay. All right. Hallelujah. For those that are also online, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And it reads, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. Verse 3. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down again. The Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and he said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. 
So Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. Verse 8. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up, and he went to Eli, and he said, Here I am. You called me? Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And there's so much to be said about the power of God. Amen. And he'll do whatever it takes to get us closer to him. And today I want to share my heart for Moldova and tell you about the journey of knowing God through this process. I have three points today. I'm going to keep it really simple. But I have three points that I want to talk about my God. For one, my God is unconventional. The word unconventional is described in the dictionary as not based on or conforming to what is generally done or believed. It says that in verse 1, when Samuel was ministered before the Lord under Eli in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. So we already know that God is calling out the younger generation that does not know who he is in a different way of speaking through, through, through sleep. It was rare. And there weren't many visions. And God speaks to people in many different ways. God has spoken to me through other people. God has spoken to me directly in a dream. But he's looking for a connection that gets us closer to to you. Just as Samuel was called at a young age, God called me into ministry at the age of 13 at a youth camp. And I just kept saying yes again and again. And again, I received the call to missions at the age of 15. And he just wanted to connect with me, and I received that call, and another missionary called me out in a, in a mission service that was all in Spanish. My Spanish has improved greatly within the past 10 years, but at that time, I was like, I am just here with my parents. I have no clue what um, God is talking to me. God pulled me out of a crowd and said, you know, it's that Gutierrez girl. You've been going through some stuff, and I just want to tell you that God has a plan for your life. And just called me out. And I said, you know, I said, God, I think you have the wrong person. If you saw the teenager that I am, not a terrible human being. But I said, you know, it just, I, I don't think you've called me. And again, God spoke over that missionary and just said, you know, spoke the imperfection out and said, you know, I qualify the unqualified. And he qualified me for his glory. And he's like, all I need is your yes. Okay. And so just as I said yes, I let God do the rest again and again. And church, no matter your circumstances, God wants to choose you. He's talked to me in prayer, through people, dreams, signs, the audible voice of God. Um, uh, sometimes I think it's Liam Neeson as Aslan, but we're going to pretend. And I thought the calling of missions was short term. Um, from some people in this room, I took some short missions trips to New Orleans, to San Antonio, and to Spain within 2013 and 2015. And I went off to college in 2015. I went to UT Austin to study music, and God kept pulling me out of Austin. If you don't know, um, I know some people know, but Austin is my favorite city in the entire world. And I was like, I'm just going to go to college. This is what I'm going to do. 
And uh, he told some of my friends and professors and even the pastor's wife that I was with, and they're like, yeah, it's great that you're here, but don't take this the wrong way. They're like, you're not supposed to be here. And I was like, what does that mean? I'm not supposed to be here. And they just kept saying, they're like, it, it, this plan of yours just fits too perfectly for you to be living in Austin. And I was 19 at the time, and I said, what, what do you mean? I said, I don't know. I'm just supposed to tell you that. You're not supposed to be here. And I was working in Chi Alpha. If you don't know what Chi Alpha is, I'll explain it a little bit later. I was in a Christian college group called Chi Alpha. And again, they kept saying, they're like, you're not supposed to be here. But after I finished my first semester, they said, I want to invite you to a conference. All expenses paid. Just get yourself there. And during that conference, I got sick. My parents were pushing me to go. They're like, you're supposed to, I feel that too. You're supposed to receive something. Something's about to change. There's a big change. I said, what is this change that I, I am totally oblivious to because I, I have no clue what God is doing right now. But everyone keeps saying, it's not Austin. And sure enough, when I got to the conference, I was already sick. If that was the most way to get me quiet, I was just alone with my thoughts and God spoke to me in two different devotionals and just spoke and said, just wait here in my presence. That's all I need. I need you to wait here in my presence. So I get to the conference and sure enough, out of the thousands of people that are there in Dallas, uh, they, they were already at the altar call. I had already just checked in and they said, wait, and people were already in the front and they said, wait, someone just got here. And I'm here to tell you that someone here is supposed to wait in his presence. And I said, if that wasn't more of a sign, that's me. And I just booked it to the altar. And God spoke in such a real way, just saying, go and get ready. And that conference was five days long. And I said, okay, I still don't understand what you're saying, God, about going and different things. And God just began to reveal. It's like, okay, Bible college, this is what you need. And this is what you need to prepare. He's like, you can still do your music degree. You can still do this. But all I'm asking you is that after this next semester in 2016, you're going to be changing schools to go to Southwestern Assemblies of God University. And if, and if it wasn't perfect enough, I was on a spiritual high. I applied that night and the next day I got accepted and I said, God, what are you doing? And I said, okay, God, if that's what, if that's what it takes, I'll, I'll obey. And again, I kept, I just kept hearing God say, get ready, get ready. And during that time, the process of a summer, I had more missionaries come when I was at home. I had more missionaries come and one of them stayed with us. And she said, she's like, I hear you're going to Sagu. I hear you're going to Southwestern. She's like, there's this thing that they do when you go to Bible college, they have this thing called uh, spiritual saturation. So it's this week during prayers. And she's like, and I see that you have a call to missions on your life. And I was like, if that wasn't the marker that I wish I knew more of, uh, she said, I, I know you're supposed to, you're, you're supposed to do missions. I said, yes, I am. And she said, do you know where you're going? I said, I don't. And she said, well, I'm going to tell you, um, I'm going to prophesy that God is going to give you where you're supposed to go, um, uh, that week of spiritual saturation. So I just kind of put a pin in that idea and I said, okay, this is just something, something spiritual. People like to speak spiritual. All right. We're going to, we're just going to put a pin in that. 
And I kid you not, I was in an all-girls dorm, and I had a dream about the country of Moldova. And if you don't know what Moldova is, I thought it was like the Princess Diaries, and it was some made-up land like Genovia. And so, and if you didn't know, I've learned that some people think that Genovia is a real country next to Portugal. There's no country of Genovia. Um, So I thought, I was like, I've been hanging around a lot of girls, meeting new people. We've been watching movies, watching different things. I said, I've just made up my own chick flick country. And I said, wow. I said, Monica's gone this hard. I said, we need to lay off the movies because obviously, you know, I've made my own country. I even saw the flag. Um, I was like, I'm seeing blue, red, uh, yellow, and I've even seen the emblem. I was like, wow, we really need to lay off these movies. I was like, cause we've, we've gone too far down the rabbit hole. And the next morning when I got into, uh, my class, we had a prayer country of the day and it was the country of Moldova. And I said, oh my goodness, it's real. And my whole class is like, it's eight in the morning and I haven't had a coffee. What's real? And they and they just said, I was like, it's real. I was like, I had a dream about this country. And they said, fine, we'll, you, we'll let you pray for it. We'll let you, we'll let you learn about the statistics and then you can come back and you can tell us more. And I said, perfect. And during that season, I just kind of let it go. I was like, I'm just supposed to pray for the country. Again, totally disregarding where this is going. And I said, you know what? Let's just, I'm just going to put a pin in that. Again, the next, the following semester, I got invited to come to the World Mission Summit where all the missionaries of the world came. And I got to be a part of, I, I was just in a point where I was going to be babysitting the missionary children, the MKs. And during this season, I had walked into one of the rooms where they were having an, uh, an experience room and it was the Eurasia experience room. And so I was like, you know what? I think it's close to Russia. I said, I said that where I've looked at where the country is, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to see if they're in this room. And I asked around, I was like the first people I meet just say, I was like, Hey, I'm looking for any missionaries that are to Moldova. Do y'all happen to know any, anybody? And I have this older couple just look at each other and look back at me. And they just look at each other in this glance like, we're from Moldova. And and I'm just like, you got jokes, okay? This isn't funny anymore. (laughs) And I said, I thought Moldova was just something I was supposed to pray for. And sure enough, God just kept speaking it over again. Moldova, Moldova, Moldova. And I just said, okay, God, you're obviously talking to me. So what does this mean? So I connected with them and over the course of time, they're like, we're going to put you in touch with our area directors. Let me get you through a pipeline and uh, we can arrange a Skype meetup. And that leads me to my second point. I've learned that God is unconventional in those ways. He He's pulled me out of certain directions and he's spoken to me through dreams, signs, people. Number two, my God uproots us from the normal. When God, as you've seen, God has, when God has ever spoken in my life, it has never been comfortable. I, in the beginning, again, my dream was to live in Austin, become a music teacher and volunteer in the church occasionally. And as, as you can look where this is going, that is so not where God has led me to be. But I have something to tell you, church. God does not move in the comfort zone. But I know that in this season, he will get me to my end zone. Amen. 
before I accepted this calling, the missionaries that were currently in Moldova were starting a Chi Alpha group uh, for the first time. And coincidentally, I'm a product of that organization. And UT has this slogan where it says, what starts here changes the world in the Walter Cronkite voice. But the one thing that I got from that slogan is that what started here at UT changed my world. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Chi Alpha. Chi Alpha is a community within the Assemblies of God geared towards college students. And some of them are young adult believers and that are connecting and growing together and building up some of uh, some non-believers as well and growing together and building lifelong friendships. My parents actually met at UT Chi Alpha and that's how their journey began. And so it, it, I just thought, okay, well, if that's their thing, uh, mine is obviously supposed to be at UT Chi Alpha. And again, God said, no, that's, that's not the plan. But Chi Alpha has always been in, in, in my life, that event. Now let me tell you about Moldova. Moldova is located in Eastern Europe. It is landlocked between Romania and Ukraine. It looks like a little boot and it has a poor economy. It has a high rate of depression, drug addiction, and alcoholism. And they have a rich farm life. Uh, many universities move to the capital. It's called Chisinau. And young adults move from their villages to go to college. So some of them decide to be engineers or agricultural engineers. And some move into the tech industry. But it is a very impoverished country. And with that said, some people move out of the country for work. And some people, if you don't have the means or if you don't have um, the the capacity to do that, you stay in Moldova. And that's where you just kind of see where this feeling of being stuck is. This country came out of the USSR. So if I'm looking at most of the people are young adults in here, this country was formed in 1991. So it's about the age of a 30-year-old. Do we have any 30-year-olds in here? Let's got one, two, <laughs> three. There we go. So it Moldova is it is about 30 years old this year. And it is still growing and trying to figure out what it wants to do. And the need for campus ministry is a vital tool for God's kingdom. The missionaries that have been received in Moldova have worked within the farming community, and now they're working in the capital. And they just started in 2017, about the same time that God was putting that on my heart. And they, they want to know, the, the students want to know Americans and know about their culture and their life. And they, they want to know what type of God that we serve. Their religion is Eastern Orthodox. Eastern Orthodox is similar to the Catholic faith. They know all the traditions. They know all the rules. But they've heard of God's grace and have yet to experience that for themselves. And to know God in a real way that people in Chi Alpha here in the U.S. have seen it within their universities and their lives. And Satan has an agenda to attack these young people with all of these statistics that I've shared. But what a great reason and a great experience to find the reason why we believe in him and experience him firsthand. And God will do whatever he can to find you. And Moldova is where he's placed me and where he's placed that on my heart. 
And I wasn't sure if becoming a missionary in Moldova was even possible. Between 2018 and 2019, I, I was, I was kind of unsure that that was going to happen. I said, God, you're requiring me to act in faith and step away from my worries and doubt. And I'm not sure about this. And I went through a season of just testing. I said, you know, maybe I'm supposed to, um, live in Dallas and that door shut really quickly. So did the door back to Austin. And I was like, if God, if you send me back home, I will cry. I said, I don't want to move back home. Moving back home would, would be, would, wouldn't be my, my dream. And I wanted to move to anywhere but Moldova. And again, the doors just kept shutting every time I went somewhere else, almost like as if I, as if it were Jonah. And the idea of Moldova just never left. Different people, even in college, had said, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you talking about that one time when you first started college. Like, whatever happened to Moldova? I said, I'm praying. I was just like, I'm praying. And I could just feel it stirring back again. It was like Moldova. I was like, is this me talking or is this God talking? Because I want to know. I need clarity. So that takes me to my third point. Number three, my God will make himself known. Just as Samuel was called time and time again, Samuel, Samuel, and Eli, the priest of the temple, realized it was the Lord. It was his willing heart to serve. And that's something that I I can recognize within myself. I don't know if it's the pastor's kid in me or if it's just my desire to help people. I love to serve. And just to go back to Samuel, I want to give you the backstory of Samuel's mother, Hannah. Hannah was barren. She could not have children before Samuel. And in the Jewish laws, after 10 years of marriage, men could take a second wife in order to be fruitful in their family and multiply and carry the next generation. And I love the heart of hearing the story of Hannah, which can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And you can just hear her heart. And she's like, even if, Lord, even if. She's like, I'm going to still praise you. I'm going to still worship you. I'm going to still keep pursuing whatever it is that you have for me to do within the church. And Eli, the priest, sees that. After he mistakes her for a drunk, she says, no, 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 no. I just know that God is talking to me in such a real way and a different way, a way that was rare. And Eli prayed that prayer, just seeing that. I think that gave him a fresh perspective and saying, wow, you know, I want to see God the way that she does, that even if mentality, and he prays. And I love hearing this within some pastors. They say where two or more are gathered, he is there. And I believe that was their prayer together. It's like God is going to fulfill that heart, that desire to become a mother. And it happens. And the name of the the name of her son, Samuel, means because I asked the Lord for him. And again, that can be found in the first chapter. But Hannah realized that God spoke to her in such a real way. She dedicated Samuel to the church and takes him in at the age of three to live with the priest Eli. And for Hannah to do such a real thing, you know she's fiery. You know that she's like, you know what? If God's pursuing me, I know that he's going to do so much more. And I believe that in such a real way when I see adults or I see parents with their children, they they mirror whatever that they're doing. And I love hearing that. And I see that. I think of like, you know, it is well moment, you know, Hannah sitting there 
and Samuel's just sitting there watching her, raising his hands too. And that is where God moved in that moment. And her heart for God led Samuel's heart towards God's mission. The here I am, Lord, send me. And God will do whatever it takes to draw you near to him. But I will tell you, because of this whole experience, this whole journey with God, I have known that whatever you ask for in prayer, it gets very dangerous very fast. If, if you want to know, if you want to know God, um, I, I remember telling God March of 2019, I said, if Moldova is really going to happen, I've got some conditions for one. Don't do that. I said, God, I've got, condi- I've got some conditions. I just need three things. That's all I ask. Because, and it was like a contract deal because he made it happen. I said, for one, I said, I got my degree in music education. I said, I don't know to what capacity that may be, but I said, I need to be a music teacher for at least one to two years. I want to, because in Dallas, I was working in a church plant for a little bit, but I, I really liked how it worked. I said, God, I want to be a part of a church plant. I want to do something like that. I said, I love my parents, but I need to do more. I said, there's something else that I've got to do. And the third one was very to my own desire. But I said, God, I need to have a coffee shop that I go to every day because that is essential for me to run. I said, God, I, I need all those things. If those things, if those three things happen, maybe we can, we can talk about Moldova. I'm saying yes, but this is what I need to do. And again, like a contract deal, the first thing that came up was, um, George Garbayle was starting a church in Houston after God had already affirmed that I was going back home. Um, that happened and I said, okay, I like to drive. I'll take the 45 minute drive every Sunday or whenever they need to. And sure enough, I had the opportunity to be a worship pastor. Check. During COVID, I wasn't sure if teaching was going to happen. And they said, you know what? Sure enough, my parents were just like, just apply, see what happens. After several interviews later, I became an elementary music teacher. And last year, I gave the job away. But check. He's like, you said a one to two year? Check. And then the January, January 2020, I had visited a coffee shop close to home and they said, they're like, where are you from? I was like, I'm from Texas city, which is like 15 minutes from here. And they said, where are you from again? I was like, Texas city. And they said, okay, well we have a coffee shop that's like two miles from your house and it's being built and, um, we're starting it up in a month. So if you want to visit that one, he's like, save on some gas. Um, that one's going to be closer, but they're all our franchises check. And I go there like all the time. And I tell you, if that wasn't a way that God made himself so known in my life, he's like, okay, I gave you all these things. Are you ready? Are you ready now? Again, revisiting the get ready. Now it became, are you ready? And I said, I talked with the missionaries again. I was like, I think I'm, I I am going to do Moldova. I think this is what God is calling me to do. And, um, what's the process look like to become a missionary? They said, well, a missionary application takes about uh, almost six months to a year. So just be prepared to like, don't get rid of your job just yet. Um, but as of March of 2020, I said, okay, I'm going to start the process. I'm going to do it. May of 2021, I said, or May of 2021, 
So March of 2021 to May of 2021. That's how long I took to start my process. And sure enough, in two months, not even six months, not even a year, I got called. They said, congratulations, you are now a missionary associate to Moldova. And I said, wow, I was not sure this was going to happen so fast. And he made it happen. And God has definitely shown me, he's like, I've given you all of your desires. I've given you everything down to the coffee shop. Will you go to Moldova? And with a willing heart, I'm saying yes. He made it happen. And my God has made himself known. My question to you today is what are you going to do about that with your life? Maybe there's something that God is speaking to you about. Maybe there's something that God is asking you to step out. Maybe it is to to start volunteering more, to serve in different capacities. Will you choose him? What are you going to do about it? God has made himself apparent in my life. And just like, just like a, a phrase from one of my favorite movies, like once you choose, once you choose a credit card, it'll choose you right back. Once you choose God, he chooses you right back. I've never been to Moldova, but I know that God has shown me that that's where he wants me. And what I thought was a made up princess diaries thought I know that God has been after me for the past 10 years, and now I'm here doing it. Prepare your heart. This is no easy task on my own. But I want to take every person along with me in this journey. And I might even have some people, there might be another missionary in this room. It just takes one conversation to to start. It may not be Moldova, but maybe God's put a place on your heart. And I'm in need of your prayer and support to go to Moldova. My goal is to get there by summer of 2022. And one thing that I've known about my God is that once he chooses you, he creates a community and no one walks alone. God has called me to different places. I've had the opportunity to speak with different churches and it has been an amazing journey. I have met with people on zoom. I have met with people on Instagram and Facebook, and it has been such a unique journey to share my heart for Moldova and just even seeing the people of Moldova interact with me on social media. And I would love to connect and share more of my testimony with you, whether it be um, we're in the same vicinity. I'd love to share more maybe at a coffee shop or just get to know you guys better, but the next missionary could be in this room, or maybe it's something that you want to know about me, or maybe it's something I can pray with you about. But I know that God works unconventionally, that God will uproot us from our normal life to connect with him, and he will make himself surely known. And with that, I just want to pray over this church. I want to pray with our Emmanuel team, and I know that God has amazing things. And even if you're watching online, I want to pray for you too. And I believe that God has something. And I pray that God would just bless you sometime this week and just know that, give you something to realize that he has been here with us this whole time and that no one is alone. I know that COVID is is something that kind of 
debtors a lot of plans and just moves in different directions. Sometimes it's like, oh, it, it used to be at a week-to-week basis, but I know that God is on the quick recovery to healing and just restoration with people too and finding God for who he says that we say that he is in the Bible and the ones that we've experienced. So if you don't mind, I would love to pray for you and stand to your feet. Oh, Heavenly Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this time and this privilege just to just to be a vessel, Lord Jesus. I pray that as I've speak I've, as I've spoken my journey with you, Lord Father God, I pray that it would just resonate, Father God, with those that are in this room and those that are online, Father God. Sometimes when we feel like we're alone, Father God, I pray that you would just shine brightly in their lives, Lord Jesus, as you've shown brightly in mine, Father God. That no matter what, Father God, we're going to keep walking in steps of faith, even when we we act on human doubt, Father God. Show us, Lord Jesus. Show us your glory. Show us who you are, Father. Father God, I pray for those that are in this room that might be struggling with something, Lord. I pray that you would just continue to speak, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would just continue to keep them strong, Lord, to give them the strength that they need sometimes to wake up in the morning, Father God. I pray that over this church, over every generation, Lord Jesus, continue your work, Father God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Monica, for the word this morning. Very encouraging. Uh, Take a moment to be able to pass by uh, out in the lobby and talk to her and uh, find out how you can support her and in prayer or any other way that you can. But as we close out this service today, uh, let's just spend some time in the presence of God as the worship team leads us in song this afternoon. Once again, let's just pray one more time. Father God, we thank you for our opportunity to be here today. We pray for Monica. We pray for uh, her efforts for the nation of Moldova, for the ministry that she will be doing there. And as we uh, support her in prayer today as a church, we also go with her in prayer, go with her in support for whatever ministry you have prepared for her, for the work you have prepared for her. As your word says, every good thing, all the good works that you have prepared for her to do in the nation of Moldova. We just pray that you would bless the work of her hands and the ministry that she has there. And all those that would support her, that she would be able to reach her goal of being in Moldova by next year in the summer. We thank you, God. We put bless her and send her out from yours as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash gift. 
Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.